Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week is Thanksgiving, so we thought we would continue with the thankful theme (laughs) and talk all about thank you cards. Yes, we're loving the holiday-themed episodes this year, so back with another one all about how we thank our shoppers. We're excited about it. Yeah, so before we get into all that, what's new this week? Oh my gosh, a lot is new. We were like making the outline for this episode. Feels like we haven't recorded in forever, even though it's only been one week. Lots yeah. has happened. <laughs> so I guess for me, the first thing that's new is last week, I got together with some of the resellers in Phoenix that I'd went to that dinner with before, whenever that was over the summer. It was really fun. It was just a smaller group of us this time, but nice. I don't know. I feel like it was just like nice to get out of the house and like connect with some people that you know, we have a lot in common with, we had a lot to talk about. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, even though we, I think it's like only the second time I've seen a lot of them. It's just nice getting to hang out with people when you have a lot in common like that. Cause we had a lot to talk about, got a lot of like good tips from them. We were just talking about everyone's different things they have going on within like their closets on Poshmark. And I just left and felt like so fired up to like kind of go after it again so I like I like getting together with them I want to make that a regular thing for sure and plus the biggest plus of all we went to one of my favorite restaurants which is uh Diego Pops in Scottsdale it's like the cutest they have like Mexican food but I just like love how they like have that it's like just a little tiny restaurant but it's just decorated so adorable and they have really cute menu so it was just fun to like get out on the town you know yeah <laughs> love it <laughs> so that was really fun other than that just a couple other updates so I've been working on listing as you know from my goals update and I'm happy to say that I'm back over 500 active listings in my closet wow you know I've been talking about how I've been wanting to I really want to get it up to 600 so I'm not really where I want to be but after my big sale at the beginning of the month, I was down to about like 450 items, I think. So yeah, it feels good having, you know, back to kind of, yeah, back where I kind of started with that. Another kind of initiative for them for the last week (laughs) for my, (laughs) for my closet is I'm giving it another go and I've been cross-listing over to Mercari. Um, That was one thing going to that reseller dinner the the girls there they all they all like are on multiple platforms and I was like that's one thing I could definitely be doing better like I already have all the photos I already have all the inventory and the only thing really stopping me from getting it cross-listed is just like my own like motivation and just like I, I feel like it's one of those things we've talked about where like you have confirmation bias where I'm like oh I just don't make sales on Mercari so like why put any time into it but then it's like proving myself right that I'm not making any sales. I like don't even open the app. So 
<laughs> yeah, I went over. I went to my Mercari and I added seventy three items of the new inventory that I've been listing this month. So it's like all my best stuff, and nice. that's all active over there. And the night that I first was cross listing, I made a sale. I sold like a LL Bean vintage corduroy like jacket shirt that I got from the bins and I sold it for $50 over there so that was super exciting (laughs) nice yeah so I'm feeling rejuvenated on Mercari I still have a few reservations about it but it's good to be back and one thing that feels really good that I think was kind of blocking me from wanting to get back to listing items over there is it just seems so daunting because I had so many listings listed on Mercari that had already sold on Poshmark that I needed to like go through and mm. clear and get yeah. my inventory all up to date. Yeah. So I deleted all the, the ones that had already sold out of my Mercari inventory and then I got all the new listings up there. So everything's fresh and I'm like recommitted to keeping up with it, turning over a new leaf. So hopefully, hopefully I can at least make a few more sales over there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Once you texted me that you were cross-listing I cross-listed like 10 items that oh, night too because I was inspired. Under you. <laughs> yeah, and I've noticed things getting likes over there on Mercari again. Yeah, my last update, just a little bit of an exciting sourcing update, but I've been going pretty much exclusively to the bins since like the end of October, gearing up for my sale. And then that's just kind of where I've been trying to source lately. And I was neglecting our old favorite Plato's closet. So I, we had went when you were in town for my birthday, but I hadn't really been back. So I did pop over there the other day. I totally got influenced by their Instagram account because uh, the Plato's closet that I go to, I follow them on Instagram and it seems like pretty much every Saturday they're putting out new merchandise and they always are posting on Friday night, like a little, like, it's almost like a tour of the store. It's actually really cute. The employees are really nailing uh, it. They're really nailing it. I think it's like, like a lot of them are probably just like college kids, like part-time job. And they really like are selling it on it. They're like, over here, we have all of our Brandy Melville. This is my favorite item. Over here, we have all Lululemon. This is the most Lululemon we've ever gotten in. You guys have to be here for it. And I totally was like, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) So I went on Saturday morning. I got there like right when they opened at 10 because there was a few things from their tour that I like had my eye on. A lot of new attacks, Princess Polly. And yeah, I feel like I had such a good sourcing haul there. I got uh mother jeans I haven't had a, I haven't found mother jeans in a long time that's a really good bolo jeans brand from our top 10 jeans list uh, I got a lot of like new tags like super cute free people dresses and then my favorite find from the haul is I was going through the jackets and I found a black real leather jacket by the brand all saints which Ooh those sell for a lot on Poshmark I was looking at comps and it looked like at least like 12 jackets very similar to the one that I found had sold for like $300 plus like just in the month of November so I feel like it should be a pretty fast flip and yeah I mean I and like the history of my closet I feel like I've sold like maybe like 10 things over $100 ever so yeah it's like really exciting to find like a high ASP item at Play-Doh's and I did pay up for it for it a little bit but I'm feeling really good about it so I'll have to keep you guys posted about how how that turns out 
Definitely. It's perfect season for a leather jacket too. Like Yeah. And it was in good year. Good condition. It's like you can just tell like when we were just going down the rack, like you could just feel that it was rich. It was like nice, soft, like leather. <laughs> this you is different. I mean? <laughs> like, this is heavier, like compared yeah. to you know, the Forever 21 le- leather jacket that was hanging next to it. You're just like, this <laughs> is the real deal. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm really glad I stopped in and yeah. feeling like inspired to, you know, keep, keep going sprinkle mainly for the bins, but sprinkle in the Play-Dohs. And I've yeah. even been inspired lately about bringing some of the stuff that I find at the bins that maybe isn't worth the time to I list know. on Poshmark for myself. I, I do want to try that. bringing that in. I've heard a lot of people doing that. And if, if you could get a credit at Play-Dohs and then trade it, you know, trade in six, Forever 21 pieces from the bins in for one All Saints jacket from Plato. It's like, sounds good to me. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, exciting week. Back on track. I'm trying to end the month strong. More on the goals update later, but we got another week left. Here we go. Love it. <laughs> What's new with you this week? I had a pretty eventful week too. So, last Saturday, I went to the bins in Fort Worth for the first time. And it was really good. So I've only yes. been to the get for, to the bins in Phoenix with you. So that was my only thing to like compare it to. So I kind of went in like, I don't really know what the rules are going to be. Like, we'll just see how it goes. I might get nothing, whatever. And like, no shade, but it was like way less overwhelming <laughs> than the Phoenix one. Like, that you couldn't really see like the back room where they like have all the other bins that aren't on the sales floor, if that makes sense. They just had like the bins laid out. They also, they just like kept switching out the bins as people were shopping. So there wasn't any point where it was like the shopping is over for, you know, everyone to wait on the side. Oh my gosh. To switch them so all nice. Out. Yeah. So I didn't really know what time to go because I didn't know any of this. So I just went kind of early thinking, okay, at least I'll hit the first round or something like that. They just kept switching them out. At one point I did like, I didn't really know what was going on. And I saw this guy <laughs> wheel this bin out and I just started looking through it. And he's like, um, you have to stay behind the line. And A little I was, like, slap on the wrist. What? <laughs> I look around, there's like all these people just standing there waiting for, to like, look at these bins. And I was like, oh my gosh, oops. So then I just kind of went to a different bin because it felt awkward, but yeah, it was really good. I got three big bags full of stuff. I was really happy. I'm, I'll definitely be going back. It's a little bit of a drive for me. So I'll have to like plan it out a little more than I would just like swinging over to Play-Dohs or whatever, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I went by myself. I didn't really know if that was going to be weird, you know, scary or anything like that, but it was great. I, mm-hmm. I definitely want to like work that in kind of like you've been it's just, it's so fun to like find things that are like kind of unique and, you know, find the hidden gems. So. Yeah. And you just cannot beat the price. It's just such a good way to bump up the quantity of inventory. Definitely. Quickly. Yeah. I did a lot of modeling pictures for the stuff I got from the bins. Yes. The only thing was like, going from Play-Dohs to the bins, like you have to remember that there might be like stains and things you need to look for. So mm. there was a few that had to go through the wash a couple times with the OxyClean and all of yeah. that, but it worked. I took a lot of modeling pictures and yeah, I got them all listed. It was feeling good about it. I was feeling great about it. And then I had no sales all week. 
<laughs> I listed all this stuff on like Saturday. We got back on Saturday and I started taking all the modeling pictures and I started listing that night. Oh, which by the way, in a different episode, you were saying how like, it's not a big deal to go to the bins. Like, you know, you don't have to plan the whole day around it. Um, that night, my husband drove me there and waited in the car. And that night, we both fell asleep at like seven at night <laughs> because we were exhausted. You haven't built up your your bins tolerance yet. You gotta, so, you gotta keep at it. Because speak for yourself. <laughs> a few we more times, you'll be fresh as a daisy afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, after going to the bins, I was like super excited about all this stuff I got. I was feeling really good about it. Listed it all, and then. From Monday to Friday morning, no sales. And Mm. I was like, come on. I was like, was I misinterpreting it? Like, I thought these were really good things that would sell, current styles, the modeling pics. I thought I was nailing it. Nothing. And I was feeling really discouraged. I was like, I really don't want to have to record a podcast episode. I have nothing to to say, (laughs) nothing to report positive (laughs) back. I don't like to be a Debbie Downer. Like, what am I going to do? So then I'm like, well, just like, luckily the next day is Friday. I'll send out some Friday offers in the morning. I had a call at like 9am. So I sent all the Friday offers out like right before the call and then just like flipped my phone over. So I wasn't distracted. And once the call was over, I opened my phone and I had four sales and the the call was like an hour long, four sales within an hour. I was so excited. Two of them were from the bins. and like knew that I had just listed that week so amazing I was super pumped it was like just what I needed to get the motivation back get some sales going again so yeah it's really disappointing when that happens though when you're really excited about stuff and then you don't have any sales for a couple days I know it's not the vibe it's been a slow week I feel like we were both saying we normally have been recording our podcast on Friday nights but subconsciously neither of us wanted to record we're recording this on Monday actually Um, well I went to a concert on Friday night so then it was like well we have to do it a different night and then it kind of just (laughs) didn't work out (laughs) yeah but we also I feel like I at least speaking for myself I was like oh I want a few more days to hopefully get a few more sales before the goals update yeah (laughs) originally we were going to record on like Wednesday night it's like wow like no (laughs) (laughs) push it back a little yeah yeah me too and then one other update so I'm off from work this week I'm super excited I don't really have any plans which I'm kind of loving like just hanging out vacation yeah just you know taking some me time but I went I made a sale last night and the the buyer mentioned that she was wondering if I could ship it out today, Monday, because she's planning to wear it on Friday. I was like, oh yeah, of course. So I packaged up some sales this morning and went over to the post office. And I was like, you know, I could actually go in and get these scanned right now to like get a move in. That mm-hmm. would be a good customer service thing to do <laughs> since mm-hmm. I normally just go through the drive through So I went in and actually used the self-service machine where you can scan them yourself. <laughs> you know yeah. like they name and flies <laughs> and it was super easy to use and like figure out what to do and you just first it pops up and it's like okay type in your barcode and I'm like oh my gosh you're gonna ask me to type in all of these 20 digits you know what I mean like yeah what? and then I saw the little scanner I was like oh obviously just do this so I scanned them all put them into the you know little bin thing and 
when I got home, they were all like showing us shipping or, you know what I mean? Showing us tracking and everything like that. So, yeah, that's such a good tip for if you are wanting something to start tracking right away. I mean, sometimes it's like, you're fine with it. It's dropping it off and you know, it'll start tracking on Poshmark eventually if you're not in a rush. But if someone is asking, that is a nice touch to get that shipping to show us shipped like right away. Definitely. And like, I don't know, I just always imagine like going into the post office, it's going to be like this whole big thing, there's gonna be like a line or something. Mm -hmm. At least that was my experience when I lived in Chicago was there was like always a line, it was just like over the top. So I never went in to the actual like building. But I feel like my perspective has changed a little bit about that. If I do have a couple minutes to just go in and scan them myself to get them moving. Yeah. And the, the slot to put them in is a lot bigger than the one outside. <laughs> I feel like I've been mostly going in the last few months too, mainly because of that. Because it's like, yeah. I sometimes just can't. If it's not the, if you're using the little bit bigger size mailer, it just sometimes won't quite fit through that other slot in the blue box outside. Right. So. Yeah. And mine was like all big, chunky mm-hmm. sweaters. So it was like, might as well go in so woohoo yes well busy week for the sisters who posh <laughs> lots of update on yes um but yeah we'll keep you guys updated again next week with what else is new as always definitely this week we're excited to bring back one of our fave segments which is the listener win we had a familiar friend of the show our cousin shelby reach out to us she texted us the other day she was listening to one of our episodes and she got a little bit inspired to do a little bit of sourcing for her own Poshmark closet so she sent us we just want to read not sure if this counts as a listener win but while I was driving I was listening to Sister Sue Posh and I felt inspired to stop in to not one but two Goodwill stores I ended up spending $75 on 17 things four of which I'm keeping for myself eight of which her husband Mike is going to keep, meaning only five are actually going to get listed, but still it was one of her best hauls ever. Love it. (laughs) So exciting. Yeah, it was so fun seeing all the stuff she picked out too, especially her husband Mike. He really scored with the... He's got a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a little vintage, a little winter sweaters collection, polos, athleisure. He's set for any occasion. For sure. (laughs) Love it. Keep it up, Shelby. All right. We also have a listener Q&A this week. This one comes from, I'm just going to spell it out because I'm not sure, J-D-E-N-N-C on Instagram. And she asked, Taylor, can you talk a little bit about your journey deciding to quit retail and go full-time reselling, how you felt safe about doing it, and if you had certain goals you wanted to reach before quitting? Also, did it feel liberating to quit retail? And then for me, she was wondering if I've ever considered going full-time on Poshmark. Yeah. So we've mentioned before, before I went full-time reselling, I worked for H&M as like a store manager. Yeah. And we both started reselling about the same time, spring of 2020, right during like the peak of quarantine. The, all the malls were closed and so I was off work completely just home on furlough for about two months between like the end of March and we reopened I think the last week in May so like during like those eight weeks that's when I was cleaning out my own closet and reselling during that time is when I started following a bunch of other 
resellers, some of who were like full-time on Instagram and on YouTube. That's kind of when it first like planted the seed of like, oh, people can, people are making like a full-time income doing this. Right. Like it kind of just started like selling my own stuff just to have something to do during the day, honestly, because I was really bored. Cause like, it wasn't yeah. like now where like you could still go places. It was like, you know, yeah. quarantine, quarantine. I'm just at home all day. And my husband was still going to work every day. So I was just home alone. So that's how I got started. And then, yeah, that's what planted the seed originally, but it kind of seemed like a pipe dream. I was like, Oh, but yeah, I probably won't. Yeah. I don't know if I could really go full time. Like da, 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 da. I've just been being a manager for like years. Cause you've and been years. retail. You've been in retail for like 10 years. Yeah. Right? I start, I started working. I first worked at Aeropostal also known as Aeropostal, but it's really called Aeropostal. If you know, you know, but, um, <laughs> I started working there when I was, I think, 21 or 22. And yeah. then I worked my way up to being a store manager there first. And then I was at H&M for like five years before yeah. I quit. But yeah, so the seed was first planted. Then I kind of had in my head that I'm like, oh, I would like love to be home. I liked my job, but I did not like the retail schedule, especially working as a store manager. I was working like three weekends a month. So I only have one weekend off a month, which is like not ideal hard to make plans (laughs) hard to make plans and it's just opposite of my husband's schedule too because he would be working during the week and be off every weekend and yeah so we were just kind of missing each other when you go by (laughs) well yeah and it's like you know and then uh, even during the weekdays when I would work like I'd have to close the store at least one day a week some most of the time two days a week so I'd be working at the mall like the shift would be like one to 10 or like two to 11, um, depending on the time of year. So it was like, and also just, I didn't like having not a set schedule working retail because it wasn't like I always worked the same days every week. So it was just like, yeah, hard to have a good routine outside of work because sometimes I'd have to wake up really early. Sometimes I would have to go into work really late. So I would want to kind of sleep in a little more. And it was kind of tough to, I just didn't like that about the job. Yeah. So I was kind of just working on my reselling I would say like over the summer, right after we started, it started gearing up where I was making maybe like a thousand dollars a month, just reselling on the side. I feel like I wasn't putting a whole ton of time into it because I was still working my full-time job, obviously. Then it started planting the seed of like, okay, but how much more could I be making reselling if I had 40 hours a week to like dedicate to it that I'm currently spending, you know, going into my job. Yeah. When I was still working full-time and wanting to become a full-time reseller, I originally thought I was going to have like really clear cut goals of like, okay, when I start making X amount a month, then I'm going to quit my job and be full time. I remember thinking I had heard like other resellers say like they had kind of quit before they had ever made their goal. And I was like thinking that was completely not something I wanted to do, like something that sounded really scary. I wanted to make sure that I hit the goal first before I quit. But then just like talking with my husband, talking with our mom and dad, talking with you a lot. It was just hard. I felt like it got to a point where like going into my job, getting in the way of time I wanted to be spending working on my reselling and that I could see the potential there. And I could see like my only resource I was missing was like the time at some point. So that's when I kind of got serious about it. Trying to think what else happened. We ended up buying our house last year. So I felt like once we were kind of like set up with our house, that also made my commute farther to go drive to my H&M store that I was working at. So I was kind of like, 
the drive. That's another negative. If I could stay home, it would have been hard to do that H&M job long term. Yeah. Where you were living. Exactly. The Phoenix, it's like not the hugest city ever, but I'm living like across town. So like the traffic to get from where I live all the way over to where my store was, was probably like 45 minutes sometimes one way, which doesn't sound like that much, but it's kind of like already making an eight hour day into like a 10 hour day. Yeah. To, I think a lot of people had that happen too, where like after quarantine, you kind of just reevaluate. Like I know a lot of people were given the opportunity to work remote and then ended up getting the opportunity to just like stay working remote and realize that they kind of like being home more. And yeah. I feel like I fell into that camp, but I wasn't able to work remote as a store manager, obviously. I'd, Right. And when we reopened, I had to go back in. Plus, when we first reopened back up, all the malls were running on like short shortened hours. So I didn't have to work any more of those closing shifts. Like the mall was only open till like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Mm. So then I got really used to like being home at a normal time and having more of a set schedule. And when the mall hours started being like re stretched out, it's like, can't really go back. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at that point, my Poshmark was starting to make more and more each month. And I was, you know, kind of feeling like I was getting the hang of it more. And that's when I really kind of hit this fork in the road where I felt like, this is something I've been wanting to do. I've been having this feeling like I want to be doing it more than my other job. I've been, I feel like I didn't make a rash decision. I've been thinking this for like months now and talking about wanting to do it. We're at a spot where we can make it work for me and my husband, for me to try it out. Worst comes to worst and it totally flops. I left my job on really good terms. Like I could go back if I wanted to or get a different job as a retail manager somewhere else. Like I feel like like places are hiring all the time. So I I didn't feel like, like it felt like a big risk for me, but it felt like also like I could have a, yeah, it was pretty low stakes of I could go find another similar job either wasn't working out financially or if it wasn't working out, like I didn't like being home as much as I thought I would. And I like with reselling each month, I can keep improving and like there's potential to make even more than I'm making now doing it. And that's like exciting for me. And um, you see like the direct results of your work rather than like at a big company, you're not going to reap the rewards right away of like, if you do a really good job. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Yeah. And I, and I feel like it is like a really smooth transition going from retail store manager to like being a full-time reseller. I had dinner with my old boss and two of my old like coworkers from H&M the other week. And we were like, just they're there asking me about my Poshmark or whatever. And it's like the same skill set. Like the reports like look the same. I feel like it's really like a numbers game with reselling. It's like, okay, I list about this many items per month. My sell through rate is about this much and I can yeah. expect it to make about this much. And then it's just a matter of like trying to figure out how to scale it. It's like a similar skill set to what I was doing for the store right there. And I really like clothes and selling clothes. That's all exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a big change, but also like it's kind of feels like it's in the same field. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Definitely. Have you been to a mall? Yeah. Recent, um, like since you've gone full-time like do you go to the mall yeah um I I don't feel like I 
go to the mall as much obviously as when I was there every day working right. but there's a mall by my house that has like the movie theater that we go to attached to oh, it nice. and like some of our favorite restaurants are in that mall so I've been there to like walk around when we've had family in town there's like the big fashion square mall in Scottsdale so I've been there a few times yeah yeah but yeah definitely I don't go as much I when I was at that dinner I mentioned like, oh, are the malls like open like the full hours now? He's like, have you like not been to a mall? I'm like, yeah, everything's <laughs> open until ten now again. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, it's off my radar. So pretty safe to say you're feeling good about it, feeling a little liberated. I'm feeling liberated. I'm feeling good about it, and I'm really glad I made the decision to go full time. Yeah. I think if you are thinking about going full time, just be prepared that you're going to have really good sales weeks and you're going to have weeks where you make nothing. So just make sure you're like mentally prepared for that. Cause I think that's the thing I struggle with the most being full-time is like not spiraling when I have a bad sales week and just realizing the overall trend is going up. So yeah, if there's ups and downs within it, you can't, you can't look on a week to week basis. Definitely. And just being willing to like pivot of like trying running a sale or you know trying sourcing somewhere else yeah if if it's like you're seeing a slower sales week I mean I know I felt like that this week I was like should I just bring all my stuff to Plato's and <laughs> be <laughs> done <laughs> literally I mean After I made four this days. before but it's like yeah when I have a bad sales week or some bad, even like a, a bad couple yeah. stretch of days or a longer whatever it might be it's like I'm already scrolling on LinkedIn I'm like <laughs> but you if you're gonna do it you really got to give it a fair shot and you gotta like ride the waves there's gonna be good times bad times and I'm just thankful that I have like our family it was like super supportive when when I like was wanting to do it and everyone's there to talk me off the cliff when I am spiraling (laughs) during that sales week between my husband and you and our our parents everyone's always like there's gonna be ups and downs like try running a sale, do this. And you can always run a sale and make your money back and be fine again. So yeah, I feel like a lot of times when you have like a good sale or even a good sales day, like you think about it in the moment, but then you're like, it totally just goes to the back of your mind. You don't really like yeah, enjoy it. But when you're having not a good sales day, you're like in it. <laughs> yeah. That's all you're you like can refreshing. Think yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to do that. Yeah. You know, all of you guys always remind me too that you're like, there's other like non monetary trade offs to being full time. Like, you're home right. every day. I've seen our family like so much more than in the past with, yeah. with this schedule. I'm um, sure you spend way less on like food just because, like, just you were saying when yeah. working like weird hours, not consistently. It's like, well, how do you plan like lunches oh, and dinners? So and... bad about bringing my own lunch when I yeah. worked at HM. I would eat out for lunch every single day. It's like that yeah. adds up. That's yeah. like a full time job in itself. <laughs> <laughs> just funding the lunches. <laughs> funding the lunches is no like it needs home. a side hustle of its own. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's been really fun. I like it. I feel like I'm still not where I want to be with it. And I'm still like, not sure how to talk about it with other people. Cause it just like, doesn't feel like a real job sometimes. So I feel like well, and I want to work on being more confident with it. It's interesting too, because like, if you work like a normal or like a typical full-time job, like no one asks you like, Oh, how much money do you make? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like for reselling, it's like, 
even or any kind of like side hustle people are always like curious and it comes from a place of curiosity it's not like trying yeah. to be rude but people are more willing more upfront of asking like how much money you make or if someone says like oh i like work for uber part-time or something like that they're just like curious about how much they make side hustles get asked yeah more about and it's like, like i don't know i get questions like that even just being part-time and i'm kind of uncomfortable because i'm just like closed lip about those kind of things I don't I know we have a podcast where we talk about our goals every month so maybe that's a dumb thing to say but this feels like a safe space (laughs) no I just feel like yeah well that's one thing too we do share out like a lot of our numbers on the podcast but it feels different on the podcast because like when we're just recording it's just you and me talking and like it feels like we're just on the phone you know so it's like doesn't feel like anyone else is really listening (laughs) so (laughs) but yeah I mean I like and I am like, I feel like I'm always so curious about other people's side hustles, how they're doing. So I totally probably ask other people too. Right. So I think it's just normal, but I, I feel like I want to get more confident with that now that I have been full time for like yeah. over six months. It's like not really something I'm just trying out anymore. So I want to be able to like when people, I feel like I still kind of freeze up when people are like, oh, like, how's it going with that? I'm like, Oh. me too. Yeah. Oh, it's just like something I'm working on. Like, I don't know. Like, it's really fun. Oh. <laughs> me too. Hey. Or, yeah. or I phrase it as like, it just seems like I go to Plato's closet all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally <laughs> agree. We got to work on that. <laughs> so I guess the, we didn't ask, answer the last question. <laughs> so Maddie, have you ever considered going full-time too? At this point, not really. I haven't considered it like seriously yet. Mm-hmm. I... So I guess kind of to do my backstory, I work as an accountant and before the pandemic, I, it was like an in-person job where you go into the office every day, that kind of thing. And then I was one of those people where when we were all working remote, I just decided to stay remote and Mm -hmm. we moved to Dallas and now I like have a home office where I work out of every day. And I feel like for me, it hasn't like really seriously crossed your mind. To yeah. Just because like, I feel like I have a really good setup right now and like yeah. really <laughs> lucky where like I work from home. I have like calls. So I feel like I'm interacting with people, but I, you know, can make my coffee at home every day, eat my little lunch and like, you know, it's a good setup for me. So I'm happy where I'm at. I feel like if that ever changed where I was just like, and I feel like fulfilled from it. So if that ever changed too, yeah, maybe I would consider it more. But I really like having, I really like the combo of having the full-time job and then having the reselling supplement. But it they both like give me value in different ways. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm really enjoying part-time. I like the flexibility of that too, where it, I feel like, it can be more for fun and I set goals and I'm trying to get better and stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, if I don't meet my goal, it's not the end of the world or. Yeah. And you can put it on the back burner. Yeah. Somebody else takes priority. Yeah, exactly. I can turn it off if I need to, but to be continued. (laughs) One thing that's like fun about this, like reselling, like our reselling jobs, I guess. Yeah. That doesn't make us really any money, but we like doing too. It's just, we both like reselling because we like doing the podcast and like, yeah. we like, that's been really fun is having the podcast and recording it, thinking of topics, like trying yeah. to be creative. And just like, it's changed my perspective of clothes completely where like, I 
my husband was asking the other day, like, when was the last time you like bought clothes? <laughs> like for like yourself. I'm always buying clothes, but I know. never buying clothes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, when did you buy something for yourself and like you didn't list it? And it was like, I could think of like three things in the last six months. And like, yeah, I just think that's really cool. And almost something yeah. I like think of as our personalities now. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. part of who we are as resellers, as being more sustainable and things like that. So we can both feel really good about the secondhand purchases we've made in the last year and how yeah. that's like, we're doing our part a little bit, <laughs> right. even if we're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. He was asking too, how many like listings, cause you know how on Poshmark it shows how many listings you've ever had. Yeah. And that's just really cool to think about too. Oh, like, all these items, new homes. <laughs> yeah. That would have been probably in a landfill. They would have gone to the bins and then they would have gone to a landfill maybe, but yeah. Pretty cool. Well, that Q&A, I mean, <laughs> we really went off the rails, but I will say someone did recently um, ask us in our DMs to do a two-hour episode, so I guess maybe we're maybe doing that. We'll <laughs> Too funny. But thanks so much for the question, and yeah, if you guys ever have questions for us, please hit us up via Instagram DMs or email sistersuposh at gmail.com. Definitely. All right, that brings us to the main event, which today's topic is thank you cards. So before this episode, we did a few polls on our Instagram because we were curious, like, what are other people doing? Yeah. What is normal before we just, you know, spew off on what we're doing for thank you cards. So let's go yeah. over the results. <laughs> yeah. Maddie had the idea to do we've been we've done polls on our Instagram before but I feel like we normally we do them like do after <laughs> yeah and then like the next episode we're like recapping so yeah. Maddie was like hey we should ask the questions first this time so that way <laughs> it's a little more relevant genius idea had never <laughs> once occurred to me <laughs> so um we asked a few questions on our stories the first question we asked on our Instagram was just, do you send thank you cards with your sales? Like at all? Yes or Straight no? Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. The meat and potatoes. Was there options? Just yes or no? Just yes or no were the options for this one. Okay. Should I so, guess? <laughs> I, I know that's kind of our tradition is okay. we always play the guessing game. So what do you think people said? I'm going to say 50-50 split pretty much right on yes. yeah so we had a bunch of people answer 56 percent leaned no they don't s send thank you cards okay but really close so about half and half uh 44 yes 56 percent no okay so then we had the follow-up question finishing the sentence i send thank you cards never i send thank you cards sometimes i send thank you cards always and it was a little slide to select which one they identified with the most. I think it's going to be pretty in the middle sometimes. Yes. Yeah. It is like dead center. So we had about half and half of obviously from the last question, some people never send it. Some people um, said they always sent it. But most of the people that answered landed right in the middle, which I think is where both of us kind of land. Yeah. We're like, we've More done on it. that. Yeah, more on that. We've done it, but maybe we're not always consistent. Maybe sometimes you run out and don't restock for a while. Right. And apparently you guys agree, so. <laughs> Making us feel better. Yeah. 
Um, okay. <laughs> the next question we asked was for your thank you cards, do you buy them or do you make your own? I'm going to guess more people make their own. Yes. So it leaned make your own 58%, 42% said they purchased them. So pretty close to split. Yeah. But a small favor towards making your own. Interesting. Okay. And then the other thing that we're lumping into this thank you episode is, you know, sending thank you cards with your purchases, or we've had people send like freebie items with their purchases. So Uh, including things in the order that weren't actually part of like the actual order. What do you think people answered with? Do you include freebies with your sales? Yes or no? I'm going to say mostly no. Yep. You're right on. So 92% said no, 8% said yes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So then we asked a couple (laughs) follow-ups about the freebies. So this is where we got a lot of feedback. So, um, Favorite freebies to include with your sales if you do include them or favorite freebies you've received if you've made a purchase on Poshmark? um, Did you ever receive a freebie? So we had a lot of answers come in. So we'll start, I guess, Maddie, you answered. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I received a sheet face mask with an order on Poshmark and I died I was so happy I was so thankful and like (laughs) I couldn't have like thrown the item they actually sent me out like I was so happy about the space mask like I was savoring it like I didn't use it right away I wanted to like I told everyone about the face mask like it was such a big deal and like made such an impact on me it was like whoa (laughs) but yeah that is definitely I think that might be the only freebie I've ever received. Oh, no, no. I've also received stickers, which is also like a more practical freebie. Yeah. That the person can actually use for their own reselling. But man, that face mask really is still, still makes me That's happy. the one that still was makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I was reading through the responses we received and you are actually not the only one. Someone else said that they've gotten a sheet face mask before too. Oh my gosh. Such a great idea. I know. Um, Maybe for the holidays, consider if you can find a few of those for a deal at Target or something. Oh my gosh. Yes. Throw a few in. Um, Yeah. So someone else said the face masks. Someone, we had a couple people say stickers. Yeah. I've seen people... Like I include stickers with my order, but I like stick it on the bag. So me too. Kind of a freebie, but then they can't really like it's kind of part of the packaging. And then I've also received where you like buy something and like they throw in stickers that are still on the backing that you can use. Yeah. Um, whether it be just like a smaller sticker or I've seen like even kind of like the stickers that they sell that people like use to like put on their scenes the plush fixings or just to like put on your hydro flask water bottle. That was like a thing or like stick on your laptop, like the little bit bigger stickers like that. I've seen someone said that they usually get junk jewelry. No, thanks. (laughs) Please stop people. Yeah. I've seen that before on Instagram. I don't know if I've ever received that, but where it's like, you know, you kind of buy from one of those bulk websites, like a bunch of, simple gold necklaces and yeah. throw them in a nice nice gesture but I kind of agree where it's like Dennis it's gonna kind this. of break instantly yeah yeah 
Um, but it's a thought that counts. I guess it is nice. Someone said that they got a bag of tea with a maternity sweater that they ordered. So Aww, that's kind of cute. out of box. Yeah. I that one time received candy. Someone like threw in yeah. some like I don't even remember what it was, like Jolly Ranchers or something. What else have we seen? You've gotten a pop socket. Yes, I received a pop <laughs> socket one time. And then our last question we asked on our stories were any other ways that people thank their shoppers? And we got some good responses there too. So someone responded and said that they feel like shipping quickly is the best thanks to give their shoppers. I feel like that's a good True. point. You today with the yes. self-service. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, because that is true. Like, you know, there's a lot of things you can include with your purchase. But at the end of the day, people just kind of want to receive the item that they got quickly. And a lot of times everything else ends up in the trash. So it's kind of that's like the most important thing you can do as a seller, I think, is be prompt with the shipping. Yeah. Someone said, thank you, stickers. So I think that's more like what we were talking about. What we use with uh, where it's kind of an element of your packaging. Do you still have those? I do. You gave them to me for Christmas and it's a roll of like 1000. So Oh, they like never run out. Still working on it. <laughs> yes. In about 3 Christmases, can you get it for me again? <laughs> yeah, it's on the list for 2024, so yeah. don't worry. Perfect. Someone said a discount card for their next purchase. Mm. Love that idea. That's one yep. of the things we talked about during our uh driving sales for holidays episode. A little bounce back coupon. Love it. That's even something you could like print on a thank you card if you are making your own. Yeah, true. And then someone else said that they've printed thank you cards using their label printer. So then it is like a sticker that says thank you that they've DIY'd Hmm. themselves. Nice. Which I thought was a kind of cute idea. I've made the stickers that say that are like promotion for our podcast before. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people do that and then they put their like closet name on it or something like yeah. that to promote their closet a little more personalized. Yeah, I've seen people, yeah, where they make almost like a logo for their business and then yeah. wrap in tissue paper and put like a little shop with Maddie 27 or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little cutesy logo that can make you stand out a little bit. So yeah, a lot of good feedback how they're thanking their customers and how their customers or how they like to sellers they've bought from a thank them yes. yeah yeah <laughs> i guess what are you doing currently for thank you cards and kind of how did you get there what have you done in the past i think the whole time i've been on poshmark the only thank you cards i've ever used have been either ones i've made myself and then i had a small amount of like extra thank you cards that i've just had but i've never really bought specific ones that i've been like oh these are going to be for poshmark yeah. I've either used what I had on hand or made my own. Thank you cards. I miss, That's like something I totally go in phases with. Yeah. Because for me, it has to be like, it has to be something that's super simple to throw in. And it has to be something that I can like easily keep up with. And it's something that I want to be kind of cute. So I've posted on my Instagram before I made a reel showing how I make mine, but basically I just print them using like a regular printer and I use scrapbook paper. That's like a fun print on one side, blank paper on the back side. And um, on the colorful side of the paper, I have it say thank you. And then I print it double-sided 
so that on the back when I cut it out it's like a business card size says thank you on the colorful side and then it has like a short message that basically just says like thanks so much for your purchase yeah um let's connect here's my Instagram here's my Poshmark closet here's our podcast info and I've also included like a line that's like I love return customers use this for 20% off your next purchase or whatever it may be yeah try to get the bounce back but yeah I've making myself I print like nine per page and then I just cut them out I usually on a day where I'm printing those out I'll print out like 10 to 15 pages of them and then just cut them all out and then by doing that I'll have like a little over a hundred of them um that I can just use for a while but then that's where I'm bad is then after like they last for a while and I'm like super consistent with it and then I run out of them and I feel like I always go like a month or two with like out sending out any before I like reprint them again yeah so it's just one of those things that it's kind of easy for me to just delete right definitely it's like the first thing that gets deleted for me for sure at the beginning I was kind of like you were saying I was like just using up random thank you cards blank thank you cards I had around the house from like getting married bridal shower things like that yeah. I also just had all these like blank cards that were like neon colored on the outside. Yeah. And I was using all of those and writing a handwritten note for each one. And it was a little over the top. Yeah. Then I bought a pack of, I forgot about this. I bought a, another pack, a big pack of thank you cards that were in blank. And I was matching up the color of the item to the thank you card. Color. Yes. They were like rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Colors. Yeah, and writing a handwritten note for those, which is, like, really nice. And, like, I know when I get a handwritten note with the order, like, it is really nice. And even though it's, like, okay, I'm going to throw it away. But in the moment, it is nice to, like, yeah, get that. So I was doing that, and then those all ran out because I used them all, and then I just didn't reorder. And I haven't done thank you cards for, like, several months now. Yeah. But I'm happy to report I – rewatched your reel about four times yesterday <laughs> trying to like copy your message <laughs> I'm honored get all this you know figure out what to even say on this thing I didn't just email you the file <laughs> true that would probably would have turned out better but <laughs> but yeah I made a little design on Canva and did kind of what you did where you print a bunch on one page and use the scrapbook paper and ha- I now have a big stack of them ready to go. So the only thing is like, (laughs) I I made, I was doing like six per page and it's seven pages Mm -hmm. and like 40, 42 will last me over a month, like with how my closet's selling right now. But I was telling my husband, I was like, I probably could make a lot more of these right now, but I feel like it's jinxing it (laughs) if I make like a thousand. (laughs) I don't know. No, you should have done it because you're going to run out in like two months and you're going to be like. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like I was saying, I was packaging up items this morning and I also haven't been, I do this once in a while, mostly when I just need the item to be able to squeeze into the bag I'm using, but I'll use like old um, yarn and like tie it up, make a little like ribbon, like, you know, with the package and I like slipped the thank you card under that. Is that how you're like attaching the thank you cards or what are you doing for those? Yeah. So my ideal packaging is 
I think I have a reel on that too, how I package my orders. Oh, check let it me out. just check it out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I bought a bunch of yarn. All the yarn that I bought is literally from the thrift store. I found nice. if you go, usually it's by like the home decor section, like hanging on the wall. There's It's literally bags full of miscellaneous like craft supplies that they've like goodwill is just paired together so it's like four things of like half done yarn and it'll like be like 199 nice and so i just picked out one of those that had like pink and purple and like blue uh yarn so super cheap and then i have different colors to choose from so i normally just yeah cut off a big string of that and then like you were saying like tie where it's kind of like classic christmas bow style but just with the yarn or a plus sign thing i even one time found a bag of that yarn that must have got it must have been at a goodwill and then no one bought it so it ended up at the bin so i bought it at the bins one time (laughs) that must have been like free yeah Um, so i have about like seven things of yarn so i normally when i'm in my good rhythm with using the thank you cards i tie it up using the yarn and then i like put the little thank you card underneath like tucked into the bow of the yarn yeah if I'm in a rush, I've also just sometimes just like put the thank you card like in on top of the item mm-hmm. without any yarn. It doesn't look quite as nice, but I have done that. And then, like I've said, when I've run out of everything, I've also just mailed it out as is. And yeah. I will say, like, I don't I don't think you like need to be doing thank you cards. I don't think it actually makes that big of a difference for like I don't think people will think it's like a snub if you don't. You know what I mean? Like I think it'll right. still you can still get really good reviews on Poshmark and people mainly care about just getting the item that they wanted quickly and that it's in good condition. But I do think it is a nice touch to have like if you're trying to like really treat it like a business and have repeat customers come back to your closet, I think it does make you stand out to have cute packaging and a thank you card and some information on there of how to find you. Especially if you can get the supplies to make these for like next to nothing, either using stuff that you already have from like previous projects or the Goodwill yarn is like, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, I literally, I, when we buy the scrapbook paper, it's like comes in a pack of like a million sheets. So that lasts for a long time. You can make like hundreds of thank you cards using just that one pack that you buy for like $10 at a craft store. And then the yarn, and then I'm just using like the printer we already had. So if I have everything batched, I feel like it's a simple enough setup that when I have all the materials and I don't run out of anything, it is pretty easy to keep up with. And I do think it is a nice touch. One thing about putting the cards in loose I'm, that I'm remembering from when I used to make the handwritten cards yeah. that were like in the envelopes, if because we sell a lot of jeans a lot of times I would put the card like halfway sticking out of the pocket of the jeans. <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't using like the yarn method. So then yes. it was like, at least, you know, they would see the card. I guess that's my worry that I would throw it in and then it would it just like, get thrown away. Yeah. I guess that's <laughs> just kind of sad. <laughs> and I think if you're going to do thank you cards, if there's any way to batch them, I just got burnt out out on the old thank you cards when I was handwriting them each time yeah. and trying to like write a nice message that was like semi-personalized. It was like getting a little over the top. So yeah. I think that's where I get with thank you cards where I'm like, this isn't worth it. But if it's something easy that I can do for like in a big batch for a really low cost, well, why not try to go the yeah. extra mile if I can, if it's not going to like cost me really 
Yeah. And so like this time you obviously had to design your thank you card design, but deleting that part out of it, like how long do you think it took you to just print them and cut them out? 15 minutes. That's, I I totally agree where it's like, that's when I run out, I always put it off, but it's like, I really can, you can do like a hundred or even 200 of them pretty quickly. And once they're there, it's so easy to keep up with. It's just when you run out. But I totally agree with the handwriting. I feel like that is just a notch. It was almost the... like annoying when I would make multiple sales at the same time because yeah. <laughs> I have to do more than one of these cards. <laughs> That's like one extra thing where then it's almost becoming something you're like dreading doing where you're right. like not looking forward to shipping it. Yeah. But when it's already pre-made, it's easy to just throw in. And also for me, I, my handwriting. Not it. Not <laughs> not ideal for thank not you cards value. it's honestly get it's honestly taking away stars from the review if people receive it <laughs> like this looks made the value of the item go down They're like we're confused <laughs> what this letter said <laughs> yeah yeah so that's kind of our thoughts with thank you cards what we do yeah check out sister so posh you'll see maddie's thank you cards she made and shameless plug for my reels yes i show my full packaging routine and my full thank you card routine. Awesome. Well, that brings us to our last segment, which is our favorite <laughs> segment, the goals, goals update. update. Yes, we are on November 22nd here. We're gearing up. It's Black Friday week. One week left of the month. Where are you at, Maddie? I'm not anywhere good. Um <laughs> <laughs> So my sales goal for the month is 1600. It's been rough. (laughs) It's been slow. Like I said, you know, I had a full week of no full work week of no sales earlier in the month. I feel like I was struggling a little bit too. I'm just like nowhere near hitting the goal where the goal is becoming almost like irrelevant. It's no longer motivating because it feels a little too out of reach. Yeah. So I'm at 658 right now. I've hit 1600 two months. I was looking back in my seller insights um, (laughs) yesterday being like, have I even hit this before? Like what's going on? Am I just like (laughs) making things up? But I think I need to lower the goal to 1000, which still is a stretch, sadly, for where I'm at. But I think that's more realistic. You know, I have this week off, I can, I plan to go sourcing again this week, I can be really good at, you know, doing the shares and some other things. So I feel pretty good about like hitting a 1000 still I have some good items listed that are for a little bit higher of a price point that I just got this week. So you know, just a few of those and you're, <laughs> you're almost there. I'm going to have to lower the goal. I know we don't like doing that, but it's happening. And it's fine. Yeah. It's realistic sometimes. Yeah. Can't kill it every month. My other two goals are going swimmingly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear it, Maddie. <laughs> My other two goals were to go to the bins in Fort Worth. And I went, I'm thinking, of, I think I'm going to go again tomorrow. It was great. And then my other goal was to make thank you cards, which I did yesterday and have those all ready to go. Like I said, I started using them again today, which was really fun. And yeah, I mean, sales wise, we're not where I want to be at all, but 
I feel like I'm, I've it's been fine. adding a lot of good items to my closet. So I'm like doing the work to have good sales goals in the next couple of months where yeah. in October, I didn't really source a lot. I took a long vacation and I feel like I'm seeing the repercussions of that in November. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to redo the goal and then just gear up for the next month. Cause you're doing yeah. the work now with all the listing, all the sourcing. So I think yeah. you're right around the corner. Definitely. I might listen to our driving sales for the holiday season episode one more time. Get some inspiration. <laughs> Don't forget sparkly outfits. You're on your last week of that. You got to yes. move on to the active wear. True. True. Which, which I saw you sourced. So Which I did pick up a few outdoor voices items. So available now. <laughs> available now. But, Shop with Maddie 27. But yeah, that's where my goals are at. We'll do another update next time. Yeah, so we'll keep you posted on where the month ends for me, but that's where I'm at right now. How are your goals going this month? My goals are going okay. For my sales goal, I'm trying to make 5000 this month, Yay. which is also feeling a tad out of reach at the current moment. Okay. But I'm still having a pretty good month overall. I'm at 3055 right now, which is compared... I'm I'm still gearing up and 5000 is a bit of a stretch goal. I ended no right. I ended October like right over 4000. So I mean that is a big jump up. I think I can hit 4000 again this month still, but I don't know about 5000 at this point in time. Um but I'm still going after it. I was feeling so good about the goal early in the month. I did my big birthday sale the first week of November. Yeah. Um and I that had, went really well. Yeah. I feel like by like November like 9th or 10th, I was already like in the 2000s, even like almost yeah. like 2200 or something. So I was like projecting to end the month at like 6,600 or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a good month. And I, it's been pretty slow this last week. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I remember working retail, there would sometimes be like a lull before Black Friday because a lot of people are like pausing on shopping Stay and up. then yeah. kind of then get back in the shopping spirit the rest of the year once Black Friday hits. So I'm hopeful maybe that was just like the natural lull right now. Like I know for myself, I didn't really do much shopping this week. So I, right. I don't know. Maybe it's just ebb and flow of that. Yeah. My other goals were to focus on listing trying to do 70 a week that I could have done better with this month honestly I feel like my sale went really well and like I said I was kind of on like vacation mode during the beginning of the month I've been doing better with listing this last week I've listed 60 items this week so far plus I have like 30 plus items to list like in my posh room right now so I think I can hit that for the week, but I'm still kind of making up ground from earlier in the month where I was selling a lot, but not really listing a lot. Yeah. Where if I would have been more consistent with the listing earlier in the month, maybe I would be doing a little better with sales right now. Cause I do feel like there is that lag when you take time off listing. You're still doing, doing pretty you good. Doing what you can <laughs> living the life, living my 30th birthday dream. So yeah. like, come on. Um, <laughs> and then my other goal was to go to the bins every single week which I feel like I thought was going to be like such an easy goal because yeah. in October I was at the bins all the time. I've only been to the bins twice this month. The one time I went with you and Macy and then one time last week by myself, which I did get a pretty big haul, but yeah. 
that's I've only been twice. I want was hoping. But you to go stayed at least... for two rotations last time, weren't you oh, saying? I love that you're cutting me slack, finding the loopholes. <laughs> I did I like keeping it positive. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of stuff. <laughs> I did. It was a good successful day at the bin. So I'm not like beating myself up over it, but I do wish I would have went one more time yeah. in between those two trips. And then I, I am planning to go tomorrow and maybe one more time next week. So hopefully um, I have some good hauls from that and I can also get it listed quickly. Overall, I have been consistently listing this week again, and it is Black Friday, big shopping day uh, this week. So I'm hoping even if not, even if Black Friday isn't like as big of a deal on Poshmark, I'm hoping like that people will get in that shopping mindset for those last few days of November and I can still end yeah. strong. I feel like the weekend following yeah. Thanksgiving is going to be good on Poshmark just because yeah. people like you know people are really have some downtime yeah looking for last minute like sweaters and stuff for any like Christmas travel they have or like yeah uh, holiday events or gifts so I think hope isn't lost I think we can still get close if not somehow crossing the finish line we'll see yes we'll be back <laughs> next week we're doing our um we're excited we about our gift guide what to get the reseller in your life. I know I have a few resellers yes. in my life that I'll be shopping for. So. Definitely. <laughs> um, so we have that coming up and we're always looking for questions and listener wins. You can send us an email at sistersuposh at gmail.com or send us an Instagram DM at sistersuposh on Instagram. And if you enjoyed today's episode and feel so inclined to leave us five stars, you know, give us a review on Apple podcast. We really love to see those. We've received some new ones recently and it's just our favorite thing to read. So yeah, totally. We really appreciate those. And it does help other people find our podcast as well. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye.